Now, another Astros podcast. Mariznick should be taking here. 3-1. And Jake drives this one out in the left center field. Racing over is Matuk. He's there, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros make things interesting in the bottom of the ninth, but come up short, losing to the Detroit Tigers by a final of 6-3. to three. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros manager A.J. Hench. Lost yesterday to the Detroit Tigers. And you know, generally speaking, a 2-2 game going into the eighth inning, usually you have to feel pretty good about your chances with your bullpen and, and your offense for the most part. It just didn't work out for you last night. It was uh, a little bit of a weird game as it was a, very much a lull at the beginning of the game. Neither team was really getting on track. There were a few base runners, but not a lot. Um, and then they put a flurry together at the end against Davinsky and Jankowski and, and separated themselves. So, um, you know, well-pitched game on both sides. It w- it w- I don't think either pitcher was at their best, yet they didn't get a- give up a lot of damage. So we just came up short. How significant was it to see Charlie Morton go seven innings? We've seen him struggle to even get through six innings from, from time to time, but able to give you a deep outing. Yeah, it was nice because, he, you know, I think mentally, you know, there's that hurdle in the fifth, sixth, and seventh for, for pitchers, and, and especially Charlie, who's been pulled in the in the sixth inning most of his starts. And uh, being able to complete that sixth inning, then tack on the seventh inning, be effective, leave with a chance to – uh, giving his ch- team a chance to win was was nice to see and, and, and maybe something that we can look forward to down the road. Alex Bregman, we're starting to see him. I mean, we're seeing him getting some hits, but not a whole lot of extra base hits. Now we're starting to see him get the ball in the air more, get some, had the home run yesterday. And, and obviously that's that's what we saw from Alex Bregman when he got up here last year. Yeah, no, he's a good hitter. And, and I think sometimes we look a little too deep into the first 100 and 150 at-bats and yeah. And, and he's doing fine. I think he, he hasn't had a quote-unquote breakout game, I guess, until last night. Where, uh, but, he, but he's contributed along the way and, and hasn't pieced together a, um, a hot stretch. So um, he's a good player. He's going to be in the lineup. He's somebody that we're going to rely on. There's not a ton of pressure on him at the, at the bottom third of the order. Uh, but if we get contributions like that, it'll, it'll help pick the, the whole team offense up. I got to see Jordan Jankowski make his major league debut last night. And the guy, I mean, he's been at AAA now three consecutive years and, and put up good numbers and got off to a good start striking out the first two batters, although the outing didn't end the way he would have liked. But uh, good to see him finally get an opportunity at this level. Yeah, it's a tale of a couple of emotions for him. I'm proud of him because, he got, he, you know, he can officially call himself a big leaguer having, having pitched in a game. And, um, the, you know, he struck out the side. That's the good. The bad part is, is Iglesias put a really good at bat on him. And, and, and hit the home run. So he'll he'll leave that game with a little bit of a bitter taste, but uh, take nothing away from grinding through the minor leagues, you know, spending a lot of time at AAA, getting to the big leagues, warming up on the on the major league mound for the first time. Uh, very proud of him, even though the outing, you know, has a little asterisk next to him. Taking on Justin Verlander tonight, and uh, maybe not quite the Justin Verlander he was a few years ago, but but still a, a really good pitcher, although it does look like his walk rate is up a, a little bit. What do you think is the key against a guy like him? You know, you sort of have to ambush him uh, because he gets stronger as the outing goes. You know, he's not a guy that, that, that nowadays, you know, a lot of us are taking our pitchers out third time through the order or in the 90, 95, 100, 105 pitch count. And, and Verlander's a little bit of a throwback that he's going to get stronger as, you know, between pitches 50 and 120. Um, his performance has been hot and cold. His walk rate is a little bit high. Um, he can dial it up to the to the mid to upper 90s when he needs it, but he mostly hovers in the low 90s. So um, getting him as he's getting acclimated to the mound, getting into the game is going to be key. If you if you wait until the end, um, even though he's given up some damage third time through the order, he's not a guy that, that, that you get very comfortable with as the, as the outing goes. 
AJ Hinch, thanks for joining us. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, on your radio, the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. Ahead of game four of this series with the Detroit Tigers, and tonight's starting pitcher is Justin Verlander. And, and Justin, off to another good start for yourself this year. What's the key to longevity as a, as a pitcher in the big leagues, being able to be ready year in and year out? Uh, you know, I think it starts with routine. Um, you find, uh, find what keeps you healthy, find what keeps you fresh. You know, you tweak it along the way as you start getting a little older. But, um, you know, I think uh, finding a good, solid routine, off-season workouts, um, you know, and, and to be blessed with uh, good health. Yeah. yeah. Well, how do, you, how do you have to tweak your workouts so as you get older? Because Greg Maddox used to talk about he used to have to do a little less to be able to go a little further in games. Yeah, you know, I think um, you know, that's one of the things uh, that I focused on is recovery. And I think focusing more on – a little more on like mobility and less on strength, especially in season. You know, I think off season, um, I, I put a lot of emphasis on strength training and, 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 and gaining as much as I can. Uh, but then once I transition into season, then it's more focused on uh, just recovery and uh, getting myself ready for every fifth day. Yes, and I picture you as a kid in little league, and we all played against those guys that threw a little harder, maybe a little bit bigger. Did you end some careers when guys were in little league? I think I did. Yeah, I think there's there's one kid uh, I hit him. In the uh, in the in the area that you you don't talk about too often, and um, uh, he quit baseball after that. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, he did. He quit baseball. <laughs> when did you know that you had that power arm? Was it was it pretty young? Were you a pitcher when you were when you were growing up? You know, I always had a decent arm, but I was always middle of the road. Um, you know, as far as like travel teams and stuff. Yeah, I mean, everybody hits their maturity at different ages. Yeah. Um, you know, I I was nothing like you hear about kids now in high school throwing 100 miles an hour, and I was never that guy. You know, I was. 89-90, topped out at 93. Um, it was really when I went to college and, and started working out for the first time and um, really matured into my body that, that I, I came out of a game. My dad said, do you have any idea how hard you're throwing? I said, no. 93, 94 probably? He said 97. No way. Yeah, and I, that was the first time where I kind of like, wow, I don't see too many guys in the big leagues doing that. You know, like I got a chance. Yeah. I want to ask you about something. So I left Detroit 2003, and we had some bad teams. And you were being, you were one of the guys uh, shoulder to shoulder with some guys uh, that turned things around. What was Detroit like when you guys made it to the World Series? You started to turn around because it, it had to be special. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely special. You know, it's uh, one of those Cinderella stories, man. Nobody yeah. expects us to be there, and um, everybody wrote us off. And sure enough, when we were there, man, and man, the city just embraced us. And, uh, it was uh, man, it was a pretty jovial. Uh, time around the city you know I think the city was going through its, its, its hardships yeah I mean these people uh, uh, worked so hard and needed a, needed something to get away and um, man we were we were, uh, we were it and they really embraced it last thing Justin Verlander who's pitching tonight against the Astros Justin you, you've taken on the, the Warriors program back in Detroit uh, you do some stuff uh, with having some guys come in your suite and things like that. Why is it so special to you? Well, I mean, we're playing America's pastime here in the greatest country in the world, and we wouldn't be doing that if it weren't for these men and women that are, that are protecting us overseas. So, um, you know, I, I think it's just something that I'm passionate about, uh, and, and, and I'm very fortunate in, to be in a situation where I can give back, and uh, that's, what, that's what I'm passionate about, and those are the men and women that I want to help. So, uh, you know, you mentioned having them in my suite. I launched Wins for Warriors, and... Uh, uh, giving back in many ways. And, and to be honest, it's just the beginning, I think. I, I want this to be uh, a charity for veterans that just so happened to be started by Justin Verlander, not Justin Verlander's charity, if that makes sense. I want it to transcend me and be something that can really help. 
This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network.